Ramble. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. We did it, everybody! We got 100 episodes! Oh, boy, yeah! We're making everybody laugh on the road if you're in your car right now. But if you're on your couch, we're making you laugh on the couch! Thanks for being our friends and fans for so long! All right, that was today's episode, guys. Make sure to check <laughs> out much. Rate uh, us five stars. We're uh, canceling the show. We love you all. We'll see you on uh, <laughs> Guilty Pleasures. We're just kidding. <laughs> this is our 100th episode of The Tripod. So exciting. We're so happy to be here. It is also my episode of The Tripod. Whee! I thought I was going to say your birthday. Episode. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you know it's my birthday's after yours. We have enough episodes to be syndicated. That's oh like my all gosh. The, all the we are friends. Yeah, all wow. sitcoms just want to get to 100 episodes. That mm-hmm. way they can play reruns on TBS yep. and get checks forever yes. and ever. Oh, we should play the tripod Yum. on TBS. Uh, How do we make that happen? Only on TBS. Only on Read TBS. Read no funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, YouTube TV now. Uh, I finally bought it. Yeah. So I do have like a cable package and I've watched a couple things on cable. And it is fun. You know when you're like, I don't want to watch on Netflix. It is fun to go see what do people watch on TV at this time? Yeah. What is on right now and mm-hmm. it's a lot of movies huh. movies <laughs> really? playing on tv is a huge thing especially on the weekends it always has been but like when you go and you see it now it's crazy i, I feel bad the kids these days they won't know the joy and the frustration of watching one movie over the course of four hours on tv uh-huh. with, with all the good oh commercial breaks. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. did you guys know when you watch snl live it's a 90 minute show yeah it's forever it's, it's an hour forever. and a half I also got YouTube TV because of the football season. Mm. Um, pretty expensive. I don't know. I might cancel it, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's expensive. I think it's a crazy, <laughs> expensive kind of cable package. Personally, it's like $60. I probably should have done like the, I should have <laughs> yeah. just added it to my phone. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't watch half these channels. I know, uh, but <laughs> the, did you guys? You guys know that some news channels are 24 hours? Yeah. He's like, they always talk about oh, 24 yeah. hour cable news, and I'm like, shit. They really out here filling like every single hour of the day with bullshit news stories. Yeah, it's kind some of, of what, which like, are not bullshit, just, obviously. Uh, but it's kind of what's destroying the world. Kind of what's destroying the world. <laughs> but we don't have too much content. We have a hundred episodes <laughs> of the tripod. Yeah, yeah. Eugene's here too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the look on your face. We almost got to a dark place thinking about how news is. I was like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stay, stay happy. That's true. But you know. Uh, you can watch live football, pause it, rewind it, mix it up. Crazy. Apparently this technology has existed for so long, too. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I had no idea this was our 100th episode. It, it really is quite shocking to me. But we got you got some s- stuff planned, Keith? Well, I have like a couple things planned. A game? <laughs> a game? Uh, kind of a game. I a guess game? it could be a game. No, because it's my episode of the tripod, and I have been thinking about things that I really like. Like maybe if maybe if I've mm-hmm. like smoked a lot of weed on a Saturday, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what do I like the most in life? Mm-hmm. What is like, what is one of my driving things? Whoa. One of my driving things is music. And I know that we love music, but I was thinking, like, I bet we all have both positive and negative stories that are very interesting at different Ooh. parts of our lives about music. Could be, like, when you did a music recital as a child or being forced to take piano lessons and you have a crazy piano lesson teacher. I think music is something that's so ingrained in us and we don't think about how many memories we actually have <laughs> related to music. Wow. A million just flooded to my I'm memory. Sure. I knew that that I knew I, I was this. thinking, like, Zach's going to have a million. He, he's, he's been living in, a, in the music industry since he was a child, but... 
there's lots lots of that and more. We also might even talk about the reboot of the Rugrats for a moment because that's coming back and I'm excited about it. <laughs> and but, I bet you we'll touch on bathtubs and eggs because it is our 100th episode after all. Yeah, that's bitch. right. All that and more on today's episode of the Tripod. But first, we got to make a little money. <laughs> <laughs> Shutching. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Uh, okay, so let's talk about um, music. My first question to everybody music was, did you have to take lessons in any instrument as a child? Yes. What was it? Piano. When, how old were you? What was three? Three to ten. Three years old. Yeah, you were. You were, you were my, my mother was a concert pianist. Oh right, oh. Of yeah. She went to college for piano. Did you ever go that. see her play? No, because we. I was born in in Podunk, Texas, where she made her money as a tutor. Uh, so she wasn't like you know playing in concert tutor. halls. Oh, right. She was. She she became a homemaker after mm. after she she immigrated here. Did she give you piano lessons? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's oh. the reason I don't know how to play piano. <laughs> Wait, I didn't want to do what my mom was trying to make me do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your mom rather than the hot yeah. piano she teacher. <laughs> Yeah. No, did you have a hot piano teacher? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I think I would have stuck with it if I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you had like a smoke show. Yeah, like. I was in middle school, and it could have been a great opportunity for me to really like piano. Honestly, hot music lessons is an industry. Mm-hmm. Like hotties <laughs> teaching like trombone and like hotties teaching harp. Like that, I think there's a business thing there. It's like all of our <laughs> private lessons are the hottest I college really students who know how to teach. <laughs> yeah, I did piano until I was about sixth grade. Did you like it, or did, was it just? I something liked you it had okay, but it started out as something I had to do. So, as a, you know, uh, you know, once I kind of developed my in- more own interests, I wanted to do that more. Same with like with tennis. My dad plays a lot of tennis, and I was doing tennis lessons ever since I was a little kid and then around middle school I was like I kind of like soccer more but mm. I think part of that was because it was like soccer was my thing yeah right. tennis always feels like and same with piano my mom loves playing piano you know you don't want to do your parents thing you want to kind of find your own thing that's true yeah. I just realized that Ned and I are wearing these like Easter tie-dye shirts and you're both wearing dark denim it's a very <laughs> funny uh, contrast <laughs> yeah cool all right, we'll be super positive and bubbly <laughs> this whole show and you guys can be moody and reserved yeah. yeah I so my brother Brian took piano lessons and I don't know if I was offered piano lessons and denied them, but I did not get piano lessons. Really? And I, in my memory, <laughs> they just decided I didn't need them. You I take think other it was, music lessons. I never had music lessons as a child, not until I was in seventh grade. And, and that's when you started French horn. Yeah, I switched from trumpet to French horn because the high school band director, who was also a middle school band director, said, "Keith." We will give you a French horn to use from the school, and I will teach you how to play French horn over the summer if you'll switch to French horn. It's kind of weirdly this cool. decision that changed the course of your life, right? A hundred percent. I going into college, I thought I was going to be a professional French horn player. Yeah, I love that. This. Like I spent so much time. Like mm. I practiced French horn every night by myself. Always, like for hours, and like I play, and I now I I think of it from my parents' perspective. French horn's a loud instrument, <laughs> and sometimes I would do it in the fucking living room <laughs> while watching TV and just running scales. Are and there any soft instruments though? I feel like they're all loud. <sighs> Acoustic, especially guitar. when a kid is, is trying to do it. But no, I guess you're right. Everything's kind of fucking loud. I, you can only make so much noise out of a 
flute, but they're so shrill. I mean, my mm-hmm. little sister played drums, and she That's was not worst. good. That's and the worst. It, it drums was, are loud. It was fucking loud. And we didn't have her tucked away in the basement. It was just a little folding wall. So oh, I'd Jesus. say that is the no- nuisance number one. But what I'm impressed with you is, like, it's really hard at any age to have the discipline to practice. That's that's what doomed me uh, with all the instruments that I played. And, and But you stuck with it, which I don't know where that comes from. I think it was because a lot of my playing was figuring out how to play popular songs oh, on the French horn. So like mm. I would like listen to what the high school marching band was playing. They had like the school fight song, stuff like that. And I would learn it. And now I'd learn it in the wrong key. I would learn uh-huh. it whatever key I could play. And I would just learn the fingering charts of it. And I would just play it. And I would just be like, yeah, exactly. Let's go, Let's go owls. They were the, we were the owls, but in the South, everyone said owls. So it's very funny. Sounds like a bunch of guys named Al <laughs> running out in the field. But uh, yeah, I really stuck to it. And then I started doing honor bands and solo and ensemble, yeah. which is where you go by yourself and you go and you play and there's a wall so you can't see someone you just play a piece you walk in and say hi my name's keith and i'm going to be playing constant rondo by mozart and then you play it and then they say thank you and then you leave and then later in the day you get a grade and you get a trophy related to that grade is it fucking raining it is it's raining yeah what's that noise Raining? It's shocking. LA. Are you crazy? It's dark We're, out. Guys, <laughs> there's paper over the window. Oh, oh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I opened the window. I couldn't really see that it was pitch black. I couldn't tell because of the, the glare from the light. I'm like, it's fucking black outside, guys. <laughs> it's real here. Yeah, I can it's see that now. It's, it's cloudy. It's I also was like, it looks so dark out. <laughs> it's like nighttime outside. Uh, that was shocking. My fondest memory, though, of playing the French horn yeah. in my whole life was when I was a junior in high school. So this year, you know, I have a car and I had a really shitty minivan and my friends in the high school band, we had a brass quintet. So it was me, uh, Van Bryant, Les McDonald, Trent Johnson and Hank Replogle. <laughs> Those feel like a motley crew. Like we were a real motley cast crew. Of characters. Oh, and fucking Les always getting. Off. Les is awesome. He's actually the only one of us who is actually professional instrumentalist now. Oh, cool. He's a great trumpet player, uh, cool guy, and he was also one of the only like black kids in Carthage. So I think it's you know he was he was very cool and strong because I'm sure it was very hard for him growing up in that southern town, especially like pursuing art and mm-hmm. like being so good at it. Uh, but he's dope but we did a thing called brass quintet in a van and we would load up into my van and we would go and park outside of apartment complexes or at the grocery store parking lot or the walmart parking lot and we would part we would sort of screech in me driving and we'd park in a spot we'd fling all the doors open and our tuba player was in the trunk so we had to op- someone had to run out and open the trunk for him we'd play a song <laughs> And then we'd scream, go, 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 and slam all the doors and speed off like we just pulled a heist. But all we did was play a piece of classical music in the middle of a parking lot or an apartment complex. People loved it. Uh, it was it was a very fun way to spend your Saturday. And also, it was good practice. We were, we were actually practicing things we needed to do for a solo and ensemble for other things. This is you in high school? This is me in high school. Yeah, I was way more big piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I was probably was a piece of shit too. But that was one thing we did that was so fun. It was just a more fun way to practice. And yeah. I think that is something like if you want to be good at instruments, uh, you need to find fun ways to practice or at least ways that like you are having fun while practicing. And that might even just be watching TV and running <laughs> your scales. It's sort of the same as like people who watch TV and run on a treadmill. Like you mm-hmm. can kind of do both. Mm-hmm. I played guitar, I played trumpet, 
I got too lazy to do either. Whoa. Uh, but I, you know, I was in the Allstate band for a while for, for trumpet. I did that thing, which is not is that good. Yeah. How old were you? Young. It was like from elementary to middle school. Is, is that less good? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I, but it's still still t- pretty good. It's still tough. Still pretty it means good. You, you I had to aud- go audition. You audition and you got placed into a state honor Whoa. band. Well, so I, the, there are two uh, recital memories that jump to mind. Uh, one where I was just the coolest motherfucker. One where I was not. So we had this this uh, band recital. And uh, we had to do a jazz standard. And at each, mm. at one point, each of us had to get up and just do a solo. And it was based on mm-hmm. our knowledge of music theory and scales. Uh-huh. A jazz I, solo? Yeah, a jazz solo. Oh, and I'm like, wow. maybe in sixth grade. Oh, my God. I am on the cusp of puberty. That's tough. I, do, I have I been mean, very Simpson lazy. Did it. I have yeah. not been practicing. <laughs> I am like, I am definitely the runt of the, the band litter. I am like, my buddy Chohan, who was so good at trumpet, would always just like laugh at me while, while we were playing because I would just, I would skip notes. I'd let him carry me. And <laughs> I, I was shameless about it, right? Yeah. It, was at, it was towards the end of my career. But we were doing this recital and I spot my crush just like front row <laughs> she's there oh, and i'm no. like i gotta go but i i'm freaking out i am like sweating were you wearing a cool hat i have probably a little fedora you know <laughs> i wasn't but like let's so just picture sick. yeah a little let's middle picture school fedora. Let's fedora. Picture, picture a maroon vest yes. what was her name name drop my crush uh leia leia that's yeah. a good name oh, that's yeah. a nice name yeah. that's nice name. She's married is there now. a star wars <laughs> star wars connection no 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 but spelled like, like that you're thinking about it a little bit yeah now though right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she's blonde and what was cool oh. about her did she have like a cool style <laughs> you wanna, you wanna yeah what was cool you know, like I, I had a real time like, uh, uh, i think I, I wrote about her in our book but i changed the name uh all out it truth's I, out i um oh. i did that thing where okay God, we're, we're getting off music. I, I <laughs> believed in ro- grand romantic gestures as a kid, uh-huh, but, not, uh-huh. but not actually like talk. I was too afraid to talk to her. Oh, sure. So I like went for Valentine's Day. I got this whole package for her, like <laughs> teddy bears and chocolate. She had a boyfriend. Oh, my God. I gave, her, I gave her the gift thinking like that would win her over. Oh, my. And it didn't. And by the way, I did that like multiple more times. Oh, my <laughs> God. No. Not Zach, just to her. Like, I, thought, I thought that was no how No wonder you, you wrote about this in the book. <laughs> it was... You you guys didn't read my chapter? Yeah, but like I skimmed it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I see Leia and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just, just go for it. And so I hadn't been practicing. I don't know what to do, but I got up and I just started fucking wailing. Just like, <laughs> and just going crazy. Cause like everyone else was trying to go like, like they were yeah. trying to follow a <laughs> note progression. Not me, baby. <laughs> I was just going nuts. <laughs> it worked. Really? People you just were did passion. Stunned. She came up to me right afterwards and she was like, that was incredible. I'm not leaving my boyfriend for you, but that was amazing. Like my band teacher was like, dude, where did that come from? And I'm like, yo, I quit. Whoa. <laughs> That's the best song I dropped out of there. I get away with this once in my Whoa. life and I am getting out of here and, never again. And then you switch to performing arts. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, long. oh, I want to be a rock star, but I don't want to practice. I'll do a viral video <laughs> career and, and pretend to be a rock star. Then we'll wow. produce a show where we dress and act like rock stars. It was yeah. so stressful. 
But I, but I pulled really off cool. the heist. Wow. I mean, that's, I don't know how you did that. I didn't either. <laughs> it's quite challenging to play jazz because the you do have to have a good understanding of basically every measure is going to be a different chord. Yeah. And you have to play within the chord or you at least have to land your, your runs on the bass note or some note that makes sense in that chord. So it's actually fairly challenging. I wish we could flash back to watch it, and it turns out I sounded like the opening of Soul in Pixar, where it's just like a <laughs> yeah. cacophonous mess, and everyone's like, yay! It probably it was sixth was, grade, right? Yeah. yeah. It probably was just the fact that you were so brave, yeah. and it was yeah. like funny yeah. and cool. Nobody really cares what it sounds like. Wait, so was like. this in the jazz band? The whole thing probably sounded bad. Yeah, because yeah. jazz band was hard to get to in my high school. Or this was yeah. like the all-state band thing I was I don't know what yeah. it, but that's what it was called. I, wow. So wait, you also did Allstate? I didn't know you did Allstate. I knew I was, you played oboe. Okay, this is giving me stress because I just realized <laughs> it was stressful. I realized it was how so stressful. How I think I just blocked from my memory how much I worked as a child. You like, did a lot. Yeah. My average day during high school was um, started at 5 a.m. and I got home at 10. Oh, every oh day. God. When did you and get time to watch Dragon Ball Z? When did you do homework? <laughs> fucking weekends. Yeah. The one thing I wasn't good at was homework. Uh. <laughs> because I was just like, uh, bell curve baby, still got better grades than other kids. <laughs> yeah. So I did oboe from sixth grade to ninth grade, but I stopped in ninth grade oboe. because you had to do marching band in Texas. Mm. Yeah, so it was a requirement. Because uh, we had one of the best marching bands in the state, actually. Is yep. a requirement cool. if you're in the band or just in, in the band? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, a requirement if you're serious about band, like because the best people got into the marching band, mm. which my sisters did. Uh, my little sister did bassoon, so she ended up doing bass drum. My old yeah, sister was clarinet player. <laughs> we were very involved kids. It's it's not the Asian stereotype thing because mm. I don't want to push that, but it was like I was good at art, so I said, okay, I'm going to be like try to prove to my parents that I'm good at this by doing everything. And so I, I didn't want to do marching band because you had to wake up at 4 a.m. every mm-hmm. day in the fall. And the reason I couldn't do that because I was on the swim team where you had to already wake up at 4 a.m. Then I had to stop the swim team because uh. I took zero-hour classes to get more credits, which started at 5.45 a.m. The fuck's oh the deal God. with that? You could swim in the afternoon. So guys. I was already like <laughs> yeah. dead. And then, so what I did in high school was I switched from band and I did choir and theater. And now for choir and theater, there's three shows in the year. I was involved in all of them. Yep. Yeah. And I started choreographing all the shows for both Oh boy! And on top of that, Whoa. I had Yuletide Choir during the winter, What's where Yuletide we choir? it's where you dress in Dick Dickens oh, yeah, outfits. I think you know it's what it is. Also, sometimes called madrigals. Madrigals. Yeah, right, yeah. I was big in the Yuletide <laughs> scene. Did the, you go door to door? Door to door, but to like you know business parties. You go to yeah. like the, the oh. like the yeah. downtown is having like an open house, like a fair, and you'll go stand in front of the courthouse dressed <laughs> like you're from the past, <laughs> yep. and, and singing exactly. so acapella versions uh-huh. of classic hymns, and you'll sing all five verses of it, which you, wow. no one's ever heard. <laughs> but again, three, four, and five. <laughs> that was cutthroat because you, there's only two of every. Um, you got two tenors, two basses, two sopranos, and two altos yeah. who made. The, made the group Whoa. so I would say like at least once a month I was in a high tension audition mm-hmm. for either a, a play or a I was an I guess I was just a really fucking artsy kid I liked it to be like oh, I guess it wasn't artsy but music was constant because yeah. Yeah. then I go home I'm mm-hmm. fucking just playing piano all the time wow. yeah mm-hmm. I awesome. so I definitely mm-hmm. relate in that so in Tennessee because the only thing I did marching band because that was like the only place to perform at that time and also we had a good marching band it was fun I enjoyed it I played the concert band but doing like the solo and ensemble was like that was my only chance to go be like 
compete in a state tournament at all. That was like my high school career is like, that's how I get accolades. That's how I will prove that I'm good at something. But in Tennessee, we have mid-state and then all-state. And like the first year I did mid-state, like I did kind of well. And I got like an alternate in all-state. And then the next year I did mid-state, I did like bad. And I was in a second second band. So still good. I still like was in the top 20 French horn players uh, in that region. <laughs> That's pretty good. But then I went to Illinois. And to go to Illinois, this, the high school that I went to, Neuqua Valley High School, had five levels of band. And you had to audition. And I had to send in a tape to the school, high, the, the public high school I was going to go to, to get slotted into the band. And I got fourth chair in the top band. And I was ecstatic. So I was like, of course you were. Is it, they were playing harder yeah. stuff than I'd ever played in Allstate. But then when I went and did the regionals for our like IMEA, that's what it was called, the, mm-hmm. the their mid-state equivalent, I got like... Uh, High enough that I got like six chair, but it was high enough that I got to go to Allstate too. Mm-hmm. And then I did the Allstate audition. And I'm like, I'd never been in Allstate like that I had earned my way in. The other time I was like an alternate and got chosen in, but I earned my way in. And I did the blind audition. And I thought like, I did okay. And I went and they post it on a fucking <gasps> bulletin board, just oh, like a high school so like stressful. call sheet. And I went and I was like, I didn't do that great. So I like started at the top of the second band and I went down. I didn't see my name. I'm like, fuck. I didn't even make it band. I was like, no, I must be him in the first band. So I looked at the t- the bottom of the first band and worked my way up. <gasps> and I was fucking first chair no! what? in the All-State Orchestra. I was like, I was I was the best. You were the best. <laughs> I fucking I did it. I was the best. I've never been the best. I fucking did it. I was the best. I was the best. It was exciting. Wow. Yeah, it was really was cool. Was that your senior year? Yeah. It's no, been was... downhill ever since? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's been downhill. Yeah. 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 College was moment. so much easier than high school. Oh, my God, yeah. it was. Yeah. I don't know if it was easier. It's just you were in control of your own schedule a bit more, so you didn't have to try hard unless you wanted to. Yeah, maybe But, that's like, it. if I had to get... Like straight A's all through college, like high school, it's like that would have been hard. Yeah, I think that's what it I would have been. been pressure, but it's just the pressure like, was less. The pressure was off. Yeah, You're like, I gotta less. be whatever. I, I did some more theater this semester. For me too. Also, my college was like I was only taking classes that I was interested in. I once I got to yeah. college, I didn't take a single math class. I didn't take. Oh, any. they didn't make you take general education. No, oh, wow. we had to. So, so, so it was for me. It was like all oh. film, film theory, and then so like fun. evolutionary biology, like ed, like uh, uh, like Kantian theory, literature, shit like that. Where I'm like, oh, cool, I can dive into this. Yeah, That's and cool. for you, Ned, like I guess they wanted you to be a chemical man. So like in college, <laughs> you're just like, you probably should still be really good at this. Whereas yeah. the theater, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna do my best, but if it doesn't really suit me, I don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, real difference of uh, <laughs> difference of scale, you know? Like you can really futz your way through a lot of the, the liberal arts classes. Art is a little more objective it's than just like science. <laughs> all A minuses for A minuses for days if you had subpar work. But like if you just did know the answer on a chem test you just didn't get it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i you guys told a lot of fun stories about theater and music and and i did all that too you know i would say my school had a little bit more like nepotism where uh the seniors always got the leads oh of course and so oh, when i was course, a senior yeah. i was the lead and everything and i was just like but this is my right like and it wasn't i don't know there was never a if a freshman got like even like a speaking role it's like who's that Oh yeah, Whoa, yeah they're one to watch. That happened, Typical. That happened in For our school. Sure. Shout out to Daniel Imond who came in in my grade and just rocked the system. <laughs> and the the people who had <laughs> yep. put in their years above him, it's like, sorry, bro, Danny's on the scene now. <laughs> but one thing uh, I did a lot that maybe 
maybe we haven't talked about yet is I did all of these academic competitions where you go, like I did science competitions. I did math. I was a mathlete. And it was just like so fun. Like you would go on a Saturday, like take a test and then just be like, bitch, I got all the questions right. And you didn't, you know, (laughs) it's like you would prove that you were better than other schools. Wait, wait, wait. Were you taking it like you go into a room and quietly take a test? Yep. That would be half of it. And then, then there would be like a group problem solving one. So like, here are three mysterious liquids of different densities. You have a ruler, a pencil, and a piece of (laughs) scotch tape. How are you going to determine the densities of the liquid? Okay, that sounds fun because I'm picturing the scene from Mean Girls where the limit does not exist. But the first part you just said is that you willingly took extra tests yeah, on a weekend. Yeah, dude. That is yes. crazy to yes, bro. I did it too. But That's you think insane. about it, if you're weekend, really good at standardized tests, like yeah. I was mm-hmm. and probably still am, it feels awesome because you just know most of the answers <laughs> and then you get like rated at the end and you prove you're better than fucking bulls in Episcopal, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Fucking private school motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was a bad mathlete like I didn't go to all the meetings you know Ooh, you're bad but I was so still naughty I, I still when they were like hey we have a competition you want to come I was like yeah okay I'm free and so I got put on the second team there were four people per team but there was only five mathletes so I was sitting at a table by myself doing the group competition and uh, it was so sad I was very upset I was like I should have come to more meetings I could have been with all the other people but then in this group competition, they would call out after each question who got it right. Wow. I was like Stanton one, Stanton two, I was Stanton two. And it would be like, and this question, uh, Stanton two got it right. And like uh, the four tier one mathletes <laughs> oh. would look over at me like, yes. how the fuck did you get that right? Yes. <laughs> and I ended up by myself getting a better score than the my entire rest of the team that <laughs> <laughs> had come to all the meetings. He's a loose cannon, but he's the best we got. Yeah, <laughs> but ma- I mean, there are some schools that were really good at mathletes. We could always dominate the science competitions, but like, whew, never, never gonna beat freaking niece in math. I love music. Yeah, my both of my brothers did the math competition, and they were really good. So everyone was like, well, Keith's going to be really good. And I was, like, pretty good at math, but I was not the best at standardized tests. Especially, I was good at standardized tests, like, in terms of, like, just taking tests at mm. uh, at the school. But when it was, like, came to, like, ACT tests and, like, those kind of tests, I, I don't know why. My brain just broke. And that's a common thing with a lot of, like, kids, I think. Mm-hmm. And I did <clears throat> terribly. And they were like, uh, okay, well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe you won't go next year. <laughs> and I was like, that's all good. It was a fun trip. We got to go on a school bus. So we went to some college and we took a test and we got McDonald's. So it was still a good memory. I got a music story. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I got to, I got to explain one thing. I have a lot of really sad stories about my childhood being bullied, but that's like, there's like baby Eugene. I went through like many Pokemon evolutions, even before graduate high school. I was like, baby Eugene, natural personality. Then he got bullied because people found out I was Asian. And then I was like, trying <laughs> hey, to adapt to that. Look at him. Then I thought I kind of got a grip of that. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gay. And then I got real fucking awkward in middle school. Mm. And then there was this like butterfly moment in mm. high school towards junior and senior year where the investment in art really paid off because yeah. although band is really expressive, I could sit and play oboe and not necessarily, you know, gain this a certain amount of confidence as a shy person that I did being in school plays mm-hmm. or right. singing yes. and dancing. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm like, oh, this is flooding back. So there are multiple opportunities between uh, 
theater and choir uh, where we basically put on our own performances, many of them just student designed. Like the last end of the year choir show is like people auditioning with their sets with group numbers done by the teacher, but the rest are chosen numbers that students audition for. So I always got a, a piece, which was always huge. And the two times I did it, I did cell block tango, which was very <laughs> controversial because they said, they said, don't put them in these costumes. And I said, <laughs> I'm gonna put them whatever I want. <laughs> Me and my friends, we're gonna be real, real sexy. Uh, they said, don't do the spread eagle. Still made them do the spread eagle. <laughs> we're like 17. Yeah, I got, uh, I got what's it called? Like people complained. Like the parents complained about me. Too, too hot. I was, uh, yeah, I was like, this is the way I'm going to rebel, I think. And then the senior year, I did a number from the Anita. The number of freaking slutty cell block tangos I saw at state were just oh, and mine more was, than three. Because mine would come <laughs> after like someone doing off a hymn. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? This was like a variety That's show. So funny. So you have like a hymn, someone doing like Selena, someone doing, um, I don't know, a, a, a old Texan uh, country mm, ditty, and uh -huh. then Cell Block Tango. Wow. Um, and then the thing I just remembered was uh, senior year, you can um, basically audition. God, so many auditions growing up. Mm -hmm. I just had a general high school, public high school. I was like, Five five thousand plus people. We had something called um, Mr. PHS. So they eliminated the the women's pageant because it got too vicious between the girls. Oh. So they were like, we're going to do a men's pageant. So it was a men's pageant. If you're senior, you auditioned mm -hmm. to become a representative of a group. So I became Mr. Thespian Society, mm -hmm. and you had a talent portion. So Seems my unfair. So my talent portion. <laughs> yeah, it's so my sucks. talent portion was a sort of baby one more time inspired me and like all my friends who could dance. Dressed in schoolgirl, schoolboy outfits. Wow. But it was pointedly making fun of a teacher that had denied us to get other race based organizations because diversity society was enough. So our school actually shut down oh, whoa. getting like a black specific, Asian specific, Latino specific. We were all part of Diversity Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, so then okay. this this sketch I did was the teacher one of my friends doing impersonation of this teacher who was in the audience oh, and then yeah. us rebelling, yes. ripping up our papers, throwing it up. And then we do like a Missy Elliott performance. And the best part is, is you used to like, record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble for that too. Why? You ballsy motherfucker. That's I, awesome. Like, this was my, I'm, like I look back and I'm like, yeah, senior year was great. And then I went to college and it was, it was like another back to zero. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that was when you had to like sometimes do CDs or record on a cassette if you were doing uh -huh. something. So I had a cassette tape and towards the end of it, we did a, a um, a break where we had people break dancing and stuff and the tape started stuttering and pausing <gasps> and as it did it all of us naturally froze whenever it stopped cool and everyone lost their shit yeah like the audience went fucking wild wow. and i ended up winning the pageant hey, wow. <laughs> and you take the trophy yeah. and you stare right at your teacher and you also say, i just remembered what you. i just remembered they had one they had one interview question to to snag the title with the final three, and mine was, what's what's the best ice cream flavor? That was so ask me, question. yeah, ask me. All right, <laughs> Mr. Yang, what is your favorite <clears throat> ice cream flavor? What's the best ice cream flavor? Neapolitan, because all the colors should be equal to white. That means. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was. I was. We love Italians that was too. that was my senior year. I, I was. I was very involved. I was not partying. I don't think I went to any parties in high school. No, no but right. I think I was liked 
in the high school by that point. I think by then, yeah, absolutely. You led a revolt on stage in that <laughs> yeah. one. And also, like, you referenced the, the diversity scandal with ice cream. Incredible. That's great. I think I you should. So cool. Don't was, worry about it. It's your own journey. I don't think I ever talk about those stories. No, I, I no. forgot about them because like, I was so mad about race issues mm-hmm. growing up in Texas, but I had no way to express them except right. through the stage. Mm-hmm. And I still got so many, like, people. I remember the parents were so mad. Yeah. Because I, you know, I mean, okay, the spread eagle was a lot. <laughs> they were just like, Eugene, whatever you do, don't say screw in the milkman, say see in the milkman. Uh, don't do the spread eagle. Don't. So I was like, okay, because, you know, in the choreography, in the movie especially, she opens her legs and he's, he's holding her so they look like they're 69ing. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I was like, okay, what if I had him hold her upside down and she did a front split instead of a uh, middle split so I had her do that it still looked the same yeah <laughs> it's classic censorship though right like the, the, they censor you and then so you figure out how within your art within the system to still say fuck you mm-hmm. big victory moments are like so crucial to you especially in high school having something to point to and be like yeah it, whether that's a, a soccer game that you mm-hmm. won and you just fucking didn't expect to win or, or anything I think when you have those like big achievements, it makes you feel like fucking baller. You remember yeah. them. Yeah, you remember oh, yeah. them. Like that is in my head. Like Zach's jazz solo. Like uh, Zach's yeah. jazz solo. That's exactly I right. I saved like, jazz. Suck it, La La Land. You, you, over, <laughs> you overcame. <laughs> you overcame and you did it. And it. I. I've got a handful of those moments in my memory. But like, do you guys have any other pivotal adolescent victories? Well, you have your adolescent victories. You also have your adolescent. Failures. Oh, that's true. That's true too. <laughs> and that's that's where my mind's taking me right yeah. now. While you think of victories, Yikes. so uh, I, I didn't do choir much, but in elementary school, I think you were required to from like up until third grade. Yeah. And so in first grade, we had this very specific dress code where we all had to wear white button downs for whatever reason. I hated button downs. I thought they were the most constrictive, nerdiest. I just I I wouldn't be caught dead. Like it like choked me. I just I hated it. So I just decided I'm just not going to tell my mom. I'm just going to tell my mom that I don't need a white button down. We don't own a white button down, so which means I had to borrow it from the Englanders to get to get it. I'm not going to tell her. So now it's Are like those people from England. No, no, no. Just my, just my good friends. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I see how that's Englanders confusing. sounds like a good Netflix show. Yeah, I would yeah. watch it. The Englanders. The Are Englanders. they from? They're English, right? No, that's the controversy. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretending to be from England. They're actually wait, wait, wait. spies. I'm stuck on this. Why are they called the England? That's their last name. Hmm. Oh, their last name. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sure at one point they came from England, but they didn't have British accents, right? And so about like I lived right across the street from the middle school, so it was like five minutes to go run over and so my mom's like wait what do you have to wear and i'm like oh i don't know i guess a white shirt or something and she's like what zacky so she puts me in a white t-shirt that is stained oh <laughs> no there's no time oh, and then so i put on a little black blazer and i'm pissed off and i get to the school everyone is wearing a white button down oh, <laughs> Every, and in no. my mind i was like it's not gonna be a big deal like eh, you know hit or miss was, was this a special occasion or was this oh, a, this was like, a this was a recital school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, recital. yeah. Oh, but boy. my teacher cakes won't look at me she's like zach what the fuck i don't think she said fuck uh <laughs> but i'm like this is what fuck. i have and she's like well take take the jacket off i'm like i can't and she's like take the jacket off i'm wearing a short sleeve white uh, shirt that oh has like no. a, a, some sort of like berry stain oh. on it and she's like she just sighs she's like god damn it i went to school for this i care so <laughs> no, much no, about no. singing and art and i'm trying to teach this fucking first grader how to sing <laughs> hot cross buns oh, yeah. man. put the jacket on so we have a photo oh, of the recital and everyone it's a, a sea of white ah! and me in the front row wearing a black blazer 
It is so, and I feel like that story says so much about me, where (laughs) I am rebellious for stupid reasons, I I demand to do things my own way, um, and then suffer for it. (laughs) There's a picture too. That's, I I connect with that so hard, just not knowing you have to do something and not telling your parents. And be like, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to be an individual. Well, so I had, when you said humiliation about being a little boy, that reminded me, so there was a, (laughs) (laughs) there was a camp. And I didn't go to sleepaway camp ever, but there were day camps I wanted to go to. And I was not a sporty kid, but I was bigger than all the other kids. So everyone was always like, Miles, don't you play sports? Don't you play basketball? And I didn't really. And then, uh, and you know, especially in middle school. And then once I was in high school, I played Ultimate Frisbee. Huge fucking shout out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was camps and my neighbors were going to this cool camp. And they were like, it starts in crafts. You do archery, you do all this stuff. And I was like, that's so psyched. So my parents were like, awesome. We'll sign you up for the camp in town. That's the arts and crafts camp. We drive up on day one. We're taking the other kids. We pull up to the this gym. You shit your pants. And I was like, oh, I shit my pants. No. We pull up to the gym. I, I get out, and I'm like, all these kids are fucking jocks. This is clearly not oh, the right no. camp. My dad had signed me up for the wrong camp. <gasps> so oh, no. I walk in, and we're like signing up. My dad's like, this is the right camp. And the other kids in the car are like, we don't go to this camp. We go to a different camp. So somehow, I see all these kids. I'm so intimidated. My dad renegs on that camp, signs me up for the arts and crafts camp. We go in the middle of the arts and crafts camp. There's a basketball day and we're going to play that original camp Ah! in basketball. So I'm like, so I'm like nervous because I'm like, think they're what? They're going to recognize you? Mm, I'm not worried they're going to recognize me. I'm just intimidated by their vibe. They were jocks. <laughs> yes. They were like the boys uh-huh. and the girls are jocks. And they're like sports. the kids who play sports uh-huh. in school and are now doing it in the summer. I like wanted to do shoot a bow and arrow and yeah, go home. Of course. Yeah. So we're there. We're playing. Ba- and they put me in and I'm like, I'm not going to be very good. They put me in the basketball game. These kids, by the way, are heckling from the gym. Because oh, like, the we're, disrespect. they're having fun. Like, this is what their vibe is. They love it. They're having you so much fun. They're, they're just like, they're laughing. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm so nervous. And finally, I'm in, I'm in the game. And I, 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 there's a play and I'm like, oh my God, the ball's right in front of me. It's my time to grab the ball. Oh, no. I grab the ball. Oh, I'm in front of everybody else i'm going i'm going i'm going i shoot the ball i fucking score i get it i get it i hear cheering oh my god i turn around i'm the only one on that side of the court it's the wrong goal you scored on yourself it's the wrong goal everyone else is like what the fuck are you doing? I mean, the oh, no. I, I turn to the bleachers and it, all the kids are laughing. Literally a wall of children oh, oh, no. laughing at me. Oh, my God. I couldn't be more ashamed. That is still uh, today. Miles, you just a memory erupted and Ned's going to cringe even harder. I don't know that. I, I need a, a minute. I need like I one second. I want to roll right into the that. panic. Ooh. What else do you, what do you have Holy that tops that? I was... I was uh, like swimming, soccer, talking about yeah, all right. sorts of soccer. Uh, this was more elementary school, so but like you know, just around the age where it's getting competitive, <laughs> and the parents are actually a little serious. Yeah. So we were in the finals, my team, oh. and it was down to like fourth qu- quarter, fourth, second half, second half depends. Um, depends. like kid, literally, nope. <laughs> thirty seconds left, and I'm a forward, and I have the ball, and I'm one of the best shooters on the team, and I am sprinting <laughs> with it down oh. towards their goalie. And the person, I'm like being t- tailed by one of the other, uh, the op- opposing team. Mm-hmm. And this person who tries to like get it away from me, he trips and just face plants. <laughs> and I'm literally, and this is just, was my personality. <laughs> I stop and turn and help him up. Oh, what? Oh. And we're tied. And then the goalie kicks the ball. No one was, everyone was chasing us. There's one guy in there, the other in the field, and they fucking score and no! win. 
That hurts. That was bleeding the, hard. And I, that's I was like, that one doesn't make me cringe. That one's sad. Because okay. <laughs> I just stopped and I was just like, are you okay? Classic kid thing. I was just <sighs> like, are you okay? Do you need help? And he was like, oh, I'm okay. You know, because he face planted. Yeah. yeah. And my natural instinct was like, I got to help this human. Yeah. Oh, but I was God. like, my leg was back, ready to fucking bend it like Beckham. You know, sports wow. are supposed to teach I'd never kids seen. life skills. Yeah. I think you picked up a I, good I was, one. I went a little too hard. I went a little too hard. I for never, a reason to get away from your goddamn life. I was like, my co- I'm mad. I was <laughs> like, Miles' <laughs> story better. <laughs> <laughs> he messed up and it was funny. <laughs> the coach that, fucked up what could have been. The coach never looked at me the same way again. I uh, believe it. I was once a star player and it was just, that was... Are you, are you okay? I trained you to not have a conscience, <laughs> I mean, that's not the time you have a conscience. No. Yeah. We started with the joys of childhood art, and now you've just to- ripped my the heart open with sports, <laughs> sports trauma, which is the defining traumas of my childhood. It's oh man, I, the only sports trauma that like I still really remember, and maybe I'll remember another one as we talk, was just that we had there was little little league and minor league, and. I don't remember. I think Little League was where they pitched and hit. Like the kids would throw and hit. And then Minor League was when there was a pitching machine and you would hit. Well, the tryouts for it were still just on the pitching machine. Everybody had a good pitching machine. You would you'd go up to bat. You'd run the bases. You'd do some drills in the outfield. Well, I'd done the outfield drills. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I could throw pretty far. Had a good arm on me. I could catch pop flies okay. Uh, and then we did the batting thing. <laughs> and I couldn't hit a single ball <laughs> I, I, and they yeah. give you like and it's scary they when give you're you like it's fast they give you like 20 pitches and i <laughs> i fucking missed every single one and then they say it's okay just run the bases i'm like uh, i have to run the bases i don't want to run the bases do you, do you remember in i just Little felt League? publicly humiliated yeah. in front of every other kid trying out that i missed and then you're like and now you have to run the bases and then i like ran the bases uh, and i like didn't hit the second base right so i had to double back and tab it and then run and i was like I, I was so mortified at how pathetic my uh, just like my my showing of my skills was and then i made it onto the minor league which means you didn't do very well and then i was put on like a team that lost every game did the parents oh, in your oh, town man. do the thing when you wouldn't swing they go good eye good eye good eye yeah yeah good yeah good eye that one wasn't for you that one's a for you no matter how good then, the pitch but then was, about they're... 10 pitches in like okay you're gonna have to pick one <laughs> you gotta get you know maybe oh that's God, just yeah. the, that was the one before they like <laughs> make you get out off of pitches when it's like you can just you get three attempts at it yeah i understand the sentiment i don't know if they've retired this but do you guys remember when they would give uh, end of season team trophies or ribbons for certain things. Oh yeah, usually like MVP. MVP is the best. best one. Best fucking part about being a millennial, everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> Get a trophy, a trophy but ceremony, pizza. The one uh-huh. that no one wanted, that always was there, was oh. most improved. Oh yeah, you don't want most improved. And it was no, always no, a. No. It was always no. Nah, it was, but yeah, it was you never. Were athletic. <laughs> it was never okay. about the person okay. who was most improved. Oh, it was it, just it's literally. Like a, it's like a year bad. Type it was of literally the worst player on you the team. You showed up to every single practice in every game. You really did it. Yeah. Hank. Okay. Good you're job. Right. You're right. So you're basketball. Right. I was bad at shocker, of course. And I mean, I told a lot of my my sports drama stories. This one, I don't think I have. Uh, I was too weak to 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 reach the basket like i would be i had my little flail uh flimsy arms in elementary school and i would go to take the it would be short it, i couldn't even get it high enough 
Did it, was that anyone else's experience? Oh, yeah. It was, it oh, was yeah. impossible to throw a basketball that high when you were a child. So <laughs> I have this one memory. I don't know why. It was after something at school, and it's all of the athletic kids, who I was friends with some of them, me and my dad. Right. And we're all playing basketball and my dad gets the ball and he keeps passing it to me. Of course. Being like, Zach, take the shot. And I'm like, no. And uh, I keep passing it away. And every and like he will get the ball back and he passes it to me. And I'm dad. like, no. And it was this I know I saw how sweet it was from him, but I was mortified because uh. he was putting me in a place to reveal that I was too weak to uh, even make a uh, single basket. Uh-huh. And it was defensive specialist. I, I feel that pain still. <laughs> like it's so weird how those things from elementary school it, it stays. It's still in there. Part of your yeah. growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that Eugene, your story about like the person falling down, because I was literally like taught by my coaches to be a little shit. <laughs> like I there was one coach that literally taught us to put your finger and like squeeze your finger and your thumb to make it into like an imperceptible little shiv and get right up behind a defensive player and start poking them under (laughs) their ribs to distract them on a corner kick. And it was like, it was the whole, like we were taught, like if it doesn't get called, it's not a foul. And if it's like, if, if there's a team that, you know, is maybe better than you, technically you can often get them off by their game by, being like out physicalizing them which is true like you you know if you start kind of just bumping up the (laughs) little pretty boy twist them up Uh you know sports center guys they will just get mad and then start making mistakes and that was that was like that was what i was taught as it was like it was so funny and soccer is uh, it, it's yeah, it's true. Soccer <laughs> was, is a sport about. Ned was about the villain in our deco- childhood decal. Yeah, I kind of was. Yeah. I'm yeah, picturing I the got, same soccer field where Ned has his little finger and he's jabbing, and then it cuts over to Eugene. This was more high and he's school. Like, I got a flower for you. <laughs> <laughs> this was more high school, but I, I was like one of the earliest kids to get a yellow card. Uh, for retaliation, because of somebody, you know, that's what you gotta watch out for. You somebody starts like messing with you and then you like retaliate too much the ref always sees retaliation mm-hmm. so yeah. then it was after that point where the coach taught us to be the person seeding the uh bad feelings and then they spin around at you well the one good thing about that type of sports mentality mm-hmm. is at the very least you see you call you sportsmanship s- or unsportsmanship <laughs> <laughs> is the uh there's clearly rules set People are trying to bend them. It's uh, still a competition, mm-hmm. but you'll still be punished if you do something outrageous, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that, I got a red card one time, and it was really sad. That shit doesn't exi- exist in art, so yeah. you still got you still got people with the same vicious like mental shiv. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, oh, uh, but there's no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. Like you can't you can't like start a fight with the lead actress of your school mm-hmm. play because you know that she got it for X Y Z. So the only thing that's like that is in the all state like auditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were people who would, if you got, you, you just get randomly assigned a slot. But you, so you'd normally be there the whole day, though, because it was like an hour away. You would go with like six other students, and everyone would have different slots throughout mm-hmm. the day. So you sort of spent your day just sitting around. But if you went early and you were good, a lot of the good people who went early would then play throughout the rest of the day and they'd walk up to other kids who hadn't auditioned yet and be like oh do you know this song let's play together they would try to exhaust (gasps) the other players so that they would be fatigued and also they'd be in their head because if i was a good player i would go show how good i was and how i already went and it went really well oh like i probably already got it (laughs) 
How high, how high can you play? And then oh. you p- try to make people play high notes, and that definitely drains you. That oh my god! Now, now was so this like disgust? You knew what you were doing, or was it just kind of unspoken? And you, I didn't do that to people. My gotcha, band directors gotcha. were like, "If it was like, if someone comes over and you haven't gone yet, and they're trying to get you to play with them, don't play with them. Save your chops for the audition." Wow! Mm-hmm. And it was wild. very like, and I saw it happen. I definitely saw oh. it, and it was like. Oh wow, these are people who are like they're blowing out it. their chops before the audition Whoa. and they're probably going to blow it. I never pulled that kind of mental fuckery, <laughs> but uh in drama club in high school, a friend of mine, I think I was a sophomore, so it was that same politics of like you don't get the good parts until mm-hmm. other people have paid their dues. But we were auditioning for Oklahoma. Uh I was auditioning for Ali Hakim. She was auditioning for the love interest who do you you know that show? I'm not a big oh, Oklahoma well. person. Me 76. <laughs> and what we decided to do is like it was a love scene and we're like in our audition, we're going to kiss in the audition. And that's <gasps> going to get like you don't do that, right? Whoa, a, kids don't do that. That's and so we did right. it. We got the roles and we were like, we're in, baby. Wow, cool. You want to audition together? Because mm-hmm, you, you kind of had to audition in pairs and do, run the scene in right. front of everybody. Huh. Uh, wow. Yeah, so that, that usually was us for callbacks. Uh, that's how you know that. I think yeah. it was called that. That's yeah. how you know that you're like you got an in. It's when they start rotating all the like female leads with you. You're like, mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm 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 in the front runner position. Oh, you're and favored. She, she was old. She was very talented, and she was like, "We got this. We're getting you in. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be my Ali Hakim. Let's fucking do this." Whoa! Wow! Yeah, what a it champion! Was, it was good. And then I uh, was a real loser thereafter. It makes me sound super cool that I got to kiss in in high school. Hell yeah! That was my <laughs> first kiss. Was a stage kiss, uh, and I don't even count that as a real kiss, but it was well, also sprung on me in a rehearsal, not. and I was like, I was so it was like my whole oh. body tensed up, and I sucked my mouth in because they're like, and because no, I mean, this was like the dress rehearsal. They're like, Eugene, you have to, you have to kiss her. <laughs> this is your wife in the show. The, one before. the whole time I was just like, okay, we got the scene. It was like, and <laughs> and then we turn the page. Right. Can right. we go? Uh, right. Set okay. change. Um, I, stage kisses are very not sexy. No. Ariel the other day was like, like if you're doing a scene, like how do you not get a boner? I was like, <laughs> well, it's not like that. You don't. It's not sexy at all. Yeah, I mean, I remember really even. Like having a simulated sex scene in a play in college, and it was oh, like in college. Thank God, <laughs> in college, yeah. And it it wasn't it wasn't sexy at all. You're you're trying to think of like uh, I'm doing this next, but this line I had right. to get this blocking. I move my arm over here. Lines. But I guess I never uh, I never like had a, a kiss scene with like a crush. That might be different. Yeah, that might have made it different. It's I didn't. a little sexy. You still get the same like nerves before the right. kiss, and then you're like, you're oh, that's not kiss, satisfying. And everyone's gonna watch you kiss, and you don't. There's not a lot of public kissing. With someone who's not your partner that you do in life. It is weird thinking about, too, like reflecting back uh, all of the parents coming to watch their high schoolers kiss on stage. It's yeah. a very weird. It is yeah. strange. I loved high school theater, though. So fun. I miss it. We should put on a play, we guys. We should put on a, a high play. play. I, w- I want to do We've it. We've been talking about this, getting ex theater kids who are on YouTube to do just a live Shakespearean. A live Shakespeare play. Well, yeah. We were talking about Awakening. Shakespeare, which I think is very fun, no. and like, but that's a unique <laughs> thing. Like, I want to do a musical. Yeah. Like, I want to do an old. That'd be great. School. I think it's just the copyright issue, right? I know. We'll pay for it. High schools can pay for it. We can afford it. Maybe. Well, oh, I just got an image in my brain of high schoolers doing Hamilton, and it just. Oh, there's a lot of funny videos. It just rocked kids. my. How does oh, a bastard <laughs> it rocks my Son brain? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Immigrants, we get the job done. Oh yeah. There's there's YouTube. <laughs> 
There's your Tiffany. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, what yeah, would be yeah. the musical we would do? The musical that exists that we'd put on. Wicked. Brigadoon. Right. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is a that really good fun. one, actually. That'd I think Les Mis. I guess so. Les Mis yeah. has lots of good uh, parts for each of us. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and a lot of good parts to fill out. Mm-hmm. I think we want that like 1950s musical That's style, true. right? Yeah. You want that old swing. Zach, Zach wants guy. to do Oklahoma. He wants to so. get his <laughs> Hakeem character back. Maybe we should write our own Romeo and Juliet musical, you know, that's like kind of like a West Side Story, but a different, you know, where maybe we can make it about internet culture. Miles, did we tell you about the time yeah. we saw West Side Story in Australia? <laughs> no. Why oh, did you we saw it at the Sydney Opera House because we were house. like, look at us, baby. We Gotta are go. going to the Sydney Opera House and the only thing that's playing is West Side Story. But here's the thing. There's a troop of all Australian actors. No. Like, really, like not great trying to do Brooklyn accents. <laughs> and for context here, this was the only thing playing in the window. The only window. thing playing, our only free night. It was like, yeah. we gotta just booked it. We're like, whatever, we love West Side Story. It'll be fine. It was not fine. <laughs> also, not only was it that these like these particular actors were not supposed to be playing those races or doing those accents, <laughs> oh, it was boy. that when you read the playbill, you realized that this show was the first show that this theater company had ever done at all. Oh. And their first show was at the Sydney Opera House. Now, I've been involved in a lot of things, a lot of groups, and let mm-hmm. me tell you, my first show was at the back of a bar at midnight. Yeah. My first shows were, it had 17 people in attendance at a theater called the Conservatory. Yeah. I didn't get to play the Sydney Opera House That's for crazy. my first show in give, a theater Give us a little taste. What did an Australian West Side Story sound like? When you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> Can't even do it. Yeah, it was, it was, so, it was so many. Strange... It was so many layers of accents. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, to be in Australia, it was enjoyable in the end. <laughs> it was just for the story. Oh, we had a great we time. We had fun. <laughs> we had fun. We did not realize how much wine we should have had before sitting down. <laughs> we only yeah. really snuck in like one glass. We had a good amount of wine, but we could have had more. We could have yeah, had. Ariel a lot was more. upset because she really liked the musical and thought that us laughing about it was ruining it because. <laughs> She didn't think it was as bad as we thought it was. There was a big gunshot at the end that was so loud. And terrifying. I like started laughing and she was like, stop it. No, it was that normally you see the person with the gun coming to kill uh, Mm -hmm. whichever character they kill. You see them. So you you have the anticipation of, oh no, something bad is about to happen. (laughs) But in this production, just the gun person was off stage. So out of fucking nowhere, (laughs) out of fucking nowhere, there's a romantic scene. And then there's a huge loud bang. Uh. Sounds like an accident, honestly. And then he walks out with the gun. You're like, what? Uh, (laughs) It was so so surprising. I saw the Of Mice and Men Broadway show with Ooh. James Franco and Chris O'Dowd on Broadway. Whoa. And this big emotional scene, it's the end of Of Mice and Men, George is ki- about to kill Lenny, mm-hmm. and he's got the gun up, and the show ends with a big gunshot, and boom, it bangs, and the, there's a blackout. And the woman behind, it's, like, it's a big emotional scene, I'm ready to be invested, the woman behind me goes, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, you fucking yeah. dickhead, <laughs> ruining this show. Unfortunately, that was me. I, I ruined that moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah. uh, the whole audience agreed with how the show was. Yeah, yeah you know, and we everyone were left like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Unforgivable moments when someone ruins uh, an emotional scene. For yeah, you. 
Yeah. I saw the movie Her, and it's the first time that he Her? has sex Her? with his phone, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. And I'm in the theater, and it's this like very weird, uncomfortable scene. It's, yeah. And it, it all goes to black, and you just hear their voices. And it's like kind of like Joaquin Phoenix like and Scarlett Johansson like fucking, and their voices. And my dad leans over and just goes, it's pretty weird, huh? And I'm like, yeah, get out of my ear. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do that oh, to my kids. Yeah. Oh, it like made my skin weird. go. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's pretty That's weird, so huh? I'm going to high five him next time I see him just for that. That, that opens up a can of worms. We got to talk about another time. Maybe in the afterpod about people who talk during movies even at home. Ooh, oh, yeah. We're going to have a little awkward sex scenes with your parents in yeah. movies. We'll stick around. Uh, go to patreon.com slash guys. We'll do a little afterpod. But now... It's Miles time for advice, <laughs> Miles. Miles time. <laughs> Guys, 100 episodes. You know, wow, look at wow. us go. Mm-hmm. I really... But how many episodes of advice will go for Miles? Because that wasn't the first episode. Yes, it was. It was, it was. Because yeah. we started it in the Patreon. Oh, so you're right. one mm. was, uh, was maybe like 20 Nettie, episodes Nettie Pot was episode or 17, one? yeah. Yeah, so wow. episode That's one of the tripod. That's why I feel like we've done more than 100. Maybe? Yeah, we've done like we 120. Have. But let's just set this up real quick. You know, 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. We really yes. just build into this. And you may have been asking yourself, like, well, try guys. Like, I expected, like, a theme. Like, why didn't you, like, this was just an episode where you're mm-hmm. talking about normal stuff. Why didn't you really bring out the the, 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 the trumpets guns. and the hundred gun? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because yeah. I have a feeling that Miles has something <laughs> okay. that will definitely live up to this intro. That's this right. is Miles' time. This <laughs> <laughs> is Miles' time. Miles' time. It's advice that'll go Ladies and gentlemen. 100 pieces of advice, so 100 pieces of ass. <laughs> You're out there in the world, and I wish I could give each and every single one of you a little spank, okay? <laughs> because I couldn't be more jazzed to give you this, the 100 piece of advice that'll go for miles. Stay horny, folks! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Miles Nation? How y'all doing tonight? It's pretty weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever wanted to go from a two to a ten? Yeah. Have you ever thought maybe I could stand here and give everyone a boner? (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Talking about putting your hand somewhere. Put your hand in your pocket (laughs) to be sexy. I uh, No longer are you standing um, there wondering, what what am I going to do with my hands? Put those little creepers in your pocket and everyone will think that's an ass I'd like to French. (laughs) You can put one hand front, one hand back. A veritable 69 of standing. But if you put your hand in your pocket, then people are thinking, oh my God, look at those shoulders. I'd love to grease those up and send them down a tube. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you want a good 
outfit sort of of your posture Mm -hmm. then i want you to put your hands in your pockets for a photo or if you're standing on the bus waiting to be noticed by a a tall man with long hair now miles do you know the rules uh pertaining to pockets when it comes to photographs because i get this wrong all the time now here's what i've experienced (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I've experienced in Eugene. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, which I most likely am. Put your hand in your pocket and your your dick's going to look bigger. No, this is not no, what I'm talking about. how you put your hands in your pocket. Oh, like, half up to the knuckle. Similar to <laughs> knuckle deep into your pocket. Is that right? Yeah, that's not wrong. Okay, knuckle deep into your pocket. Similar to what? Thumb out like you're freaking hitchhiking, looking for ass. What I've been told is like you don't want your your hand to disappear in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it looks weird, and I always do it. But then I've also been told like, well, don't just leave your thumb out because then your thumbs look like you're pointing at your dingus. Which may be, and honestly, respect. (laughs) So sometimes you just hook the thumb. Yeah, hook the thumb. Hook the thumb. I found that the hand in the back pocket kind of makes it seem like, oh, what's he touching back there? I like that. Mm. Yeah. And I like that too. Wrangler. But if you're. <laughs> hand in the back pocket is a very relaxed yeah. pose, I think. It's like, hey, I, I can hang. I'm just sitting here sipping a beer by myself at this bar. Yeah. yeah. If you want to come talk to me. If you're sort of a two looking to be a 10, <laughs> in the put, f- department. In the f- department, uh-huh. put your hand in your pocket. Okay. And all of a sudden, you're sexy. Alakazam. That's pretty good advice. Yeah. Alakazam. Nice job, Miles. <laughs> Alakazam, and I'm not talking about the Pokemon. Alakazam for sure is raw dogs. He's got lots oh, of Alakazam fucks. You seen that nose? <laughs> He's got a meaty nose. Eugene, like re- Eugene's <laughs> review of my advice. What if they don't have pockets? Put your hand in your ass. Ah. No, I think that the, then you can band. you can get a waistband or caress. Oh, the sort dude, of... Alakazam definitely fucks. Look dude, Alakazam is dope. Look He's got dude. big mustache. He's got spoons. Yeah. That's your hundredth piece of That's advice. That's my hundredth piece of, so arguably the most important piece of advice I've given. Mm-hmm. What is advice other than to make yourself more fuckable? You know, it's been a hundred advices. What is, do you think, can you remember back what's been Miles' best advice? Get a candle. Get a candle. <laughs> candle. That is a pivotal piece of advice. I remember the loofah episode specifically for some big. reason. Because yeah. I th- for me, it was just that you had only recently discovered a loofah at that time. And yeah. I thought that was very alarming. To me. <laughs> I think that was advice one. Really? It was maybe loofah. Because then you guys one. made fun of me for not washing my loofah. Which, to be honest... I've got the same loofah. No, uh, no, I don't. Get a new one. I got a new one, but it was about a year ago. I'm back to bar soap. <gasps> I bar soap, but then I, I scrub a dub on top. I scrub a dub if like I feel like I need to exfoliate. We do have a salt scrub, but normally I'm just that bar soap, baby. Maggie just got this plastic mitten that's like <laughs> oh that thing hurts. Thing. Yeah. That, fit, that <laughs> shit hurts. It's, it's so hard. It's fine sandpaper, yeah, I'd say. It feels. Mm-hmm. I like that pain, but like every more every morning, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't do that every day. Yeah, it's intense. I do. Well, I think we've learned a lot today here, folks. <laughs> Keith brought up musical triumphs, mm-hmm. got into mm-hmm. some sports traumas. Yeah. Uh, Miles gave us uh, commonplace, w- advice. commonplace advice. <laughs> Mostly for photos, I would say, than but real life. Truly, yeah. but truly representative mm-hmm. of the vibes yeah. of the tribe pod. Yeah. Uh, really a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. So just remember whether you are triumphant, whether you fail, or whether you're just sexy mm-hmm. with your hand in your pocket. That's right. Know that.
We're here for you. That's right. Yeah, you thought we were going to give you a special fancy episode on the 100th. No, we give you the same thing because we know what you like. You like these meandering conversations. <laughs> they kind of go nowhere. And yeah. then some advice that's not very good. Feels that's like what you're here for. You're a yeah. part of it. Yeah. That you're one of our friends because you know what? You are. Here's to 100 more. And you know what? Within this next batch of 100, what can you look forward to? I'm guessing a little bit more egg talk. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know what? Next time we do this at home, I'm going to be in the bathtub. A tub I'm gonna do pie. a tub episode. We need a tub oh, we should episode. do a home tub pod. I think the audio people might see horrible. my dick. Yeah. Wait, was the tub one of your advice for Miles? Yeah, oh yeah. I would say that you helped me live my truest bathtub self more shamelessly. You That's know? good. And I, I, you, you, Miles got us some, uh, some bath salts for for Christmas, That's and I right. hadn't been back to the office until last week, so mm -hmm. I finally got them. Thank mm -hmm. you, Miles. Of course, yeah. I think of you whenever I enter my turb. I love to think about my bosses in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Another perfect episode. Mash that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and get yourself a merch at tryguys.com. Help support the show. You know, it's not just about us. Mm -hmm. It's about you wearing some sick Try Guys cloud hoodies like the one I'm wearing. Just so no one thinks I was cool in high school. This one time we were doing a choir show and I farted really bad. <laughs> I farted really loud, but it wasn't just a loud one. It was a really smelly one. Oh. And then everyone knew it was me. So then for like weeks after they called me. Eggs. Oh, no. really? Oh, wow. We got an egg reference in a way I never expected. Wow. I just I just tied egg. it all together. You've been living with this egg pain all this time. Well, I'm, I think eggs are delicious. Mm. Same. Oh, so good. But I'm just saying. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Life's a journey. Ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, listeners. Right now, you may have an egg in your life, but someday that egg will become eggs. Keith, hit us with the official 100th Tripod theme song. Sometimes your egg will become eggs. Don't ask us how an egg can become more than one egg. Unless it's still developing and splits into two, which is how you have twins, which is like me and you. It is the Tripod. Until next time, stay beautiful.